Each afternoon, as I lie amid the odors of dryness and age, I begin to think of the couple, and my excitement grows. I feel the warm patch of sunlight move slowly over my body, my legs twitch, and the delicate hairs in my ears begin to bristle. Soon, from among the gentle sounds of the late summer day, I'll hear the approach of their automobile. I concentrate on the sporadic drone of distant traffic. One of those sounds will suddenly become distinctive and unmistakable. At that instant, I will be fully awake. I will run to the window, push aside the limp, dusty curtains, and wait for the couple to appear. I have been close to them, only once. The woman's foot was bare, and she touched my head. Her scent was exquisite, a subtle blend dominated by an acrid aroma related somehow to sexual readiness. I have seldom known such pleasure. The sound of their automobile dominates all others now, and in a moment I shall be able to see them. The man maneuvers the car unerringly into the driveway, and for a moment there is life in the neighborhood. Curtains part in other windows, revealing old, resentful faces. Soon the neighborhood is quiet again, but I stay at the window, staring at the couple's tall, neglected house. What are they doing? How do they live? If I stand rigidly and give their house all my attention, I can hear the woman's voice occasionally, but that is not enough. I want to be in their house. I want to be close enough to hear the hiss of fabric against skin as they remove their clothes. I want to put my nose against those discarded garments and distinguish the faint traces of fear and pleasure left by their bodies. Instead, I wait for the old person. She will be home soon, exhausted and uninteresting. She will carry a small package of unpalatable, stale-smelling meat, which she will make even less appealing by frying it in bland grease. Later she will dial the telephone and murmur endlessly into the mouthpiece, pausing occasionally as a tiny, equally weary voice murmurs back at her. It is one of her most puzzling activities. Then, even more strangely, she will turn on the television set and sit staring as it flashes and squeals. She will invite me to sit with her, and she will stroke my body. Her hand is dry and virtually odorless in itself, smelling only of the things she has touched. After a few minutes, I find her unbearable, and I go to the window. Across the dark street, I see shadows move past the windows of the couple's house. I hear their laughter. There is never laughter in this house. Only the dull sounds of age and weakness. But I am not weak. I have a strength and resourcefulness that the old woman probably never had. What are the possibilities of my strength? That is a thought I have never had before. What if... Some morning, as the old woman stood at the head of the staircase, she was suddenly to feel a weight thrusting against the back of her legs. What if she were to lunge forward, grasping at the air, striking her thin skull against the edge of a stair? What would become of me if she were found unmoving at the bottom of the stairway? Someone else would love me as she has loved me, I'm certain of that, People have a great interest in love. They see it everywhere.
probably even in me. 2. There's such love in him, thought Mrs. Prescott. He'll be waiting impatiently in the window, his strange head pushing between the curtains. She had not been convinced of that love immediately. She had lived for sixty-three years without a pet, and then, six months ago, her daughter had come to visit and presented her with Baxter. Mrs. Prescott recalled the panic she felt when her daughter drove off, leaving her alone with the dog for the first time. Such an unlikely-looking animal. A bull terrier, her daughter had said, a recognized breed. Why would anyone want to perpetuate such ugly?